1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the Greatest Nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we, um, of course, build the bridge to conversation here daily on the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank you um, folks uh, for making the show as popular as it has become, and uh, I want to um, say this: we're in the fight of our lives. Yeah, yeah, we're we're in uh, the fight of our lives, and that fight has to um, be one that we take very seriously. It's a fight that uh, whatever you, what shall I say, by all means necessary, is that the right thing to say? Politically, legally, you know, I'm talking about walking on the edge all the way, doing it right, no, we're not bending any rules, well, you know. It's one of those realistic encounters. The election of 2020, and oh my God, folks, how all of us, when we crossed over into this new year, this new decade, um, it was very optimistic. Very optimistic, very optimistic, and then it began to uh, slide and, and and this year and and please uh, allow me to digress just just a little bit I'm, I'm still in great pain over the loss of my uh, of my wife at the beginning of this year and, and it does seem as though it was just foreboding when you when I look back on uh, this year, everything in my life was new, but it was uncertain, as always. But you face it, even with the moment-to-moment uncertainty of living your life, you face it with a uh, degree of certainty uh, of outcome, right? Because you have a clue of what's going on. You have either uh, constructed this or not. You've, you've either done it yourself or, or you, you haven't, and you can expe- you can expect the outcome from what you have or have not done. But it, but it, from the beginning of this decade, twenty twenty, this this year, twenty twenty. I have absolutely been uncertain of my American future. For certain, I know my, I know my Christian future is, is secure. I have no, I have no, um, you know, doubts about that. But my American future and how I live my American life here in this nation. It's very important for us to uh, decipher. Now, it's very important. And, and, and who we have in office is going to uh, be very important to how we approach our Christian lives, our civic lives. Oh, you may say, well, you know, I'm going to approach it for, I, I, every day with Jesus is going to be sweet. It, n- n- listen, tell that to communist Chinese or people who are living in communist China who are being oppressed for their faith. You, you see here in America, we we think everything revolves around the uh, pie in the sky, you know, approach to it. No, 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 no. There are Christians who will have many, many crowns more than than me I'm sure that are being oppressed and tortured now and what the important thing for us to be as American Christians is free to help them but what happens if our freedom goes away that's why we fight we fight so that we may help them, stay or gain their freedom. That's why we fight. because, I mean, hey, they come for the, the, the Chinese uh, Christians, nobody said anything. Uh, you know the Russian Christians, the uh, Latin American Christians, uh, nobody said anything. The Nigerian Christians, they, nobody said anything. Uh, you know, so they come for the American Christians. You know, there's nobody left to say anything and the American Christians begin to fold. I'm not saying that that's the case, but I am saying that there is a lot of footsies going on under the American Christian table with socialist ideas. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you something here. I'm saying something to you that's real. There's a lot of footsies going on under the table with American Christians, American Christian pastors and socialist ideals. The other day I had on with me um, Karen, wanted um, to say Karen Vaughn, but um, Watson, Karen Watson. And friends, I got to be honest with you. Karen said something that I think i I think that we need to pay heed to something that Karen said. Karen said that uh we have now at this point where we make a we have a choice more so in understanding our choices before you know we, we approach this voting thing uh you know as though uh so what the same guy same different different suit uh you know different day different guy in different suit that's not the way it is here. There has never been, the president has said this himself over and over, and you need to pay attention to this. There could not be a clearer choice between these two men. One kneels with the crowd. The other stands proud and salutes our American flag. Which one do you want? Which one do you want? I know which one I want. I know which one I want. Which one do you want? Huh? That's what I'd like to know. I'd like to know which one do you want. And, and that is the, that's what you're going to have to uh, answer, America. Which America do you want? And, and, and the ones who are saying it needs to be changed, they have never experienced this one. They haven't lived long enough. You, do, are you understanding what I'm saying? You have people who are 25 years old, who 10 years ago were 15, wanting to change America. They have no clue what this America is about. I mean, listen, folks, I, I have great respect for uh, young people and their ambitions, their ideals. I was young once myself and still very much young at heart. But uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. I cannot put serious stock in the rantings and idealistic changeovers of a 25-year-old in America. Because that 25-year-old in America has most likely never experienced a hungry day in his or her life. Never. Now, I'm not talking about being hungry. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not talking about, um, you know, hadn't eaten, you know, today. <laughs> I'm talking about being hungry. Hey, man, I'm I'm w- way older than any 25 years old, and I've I've never been hungry. Well, I've been in many situations where me and Jane didn't have what we wanted to eat. <laughs> But we've never been hungry, neither have our children. And I've seen some lean times. I mean, lean times. Light's just about to get cut off times. Yeah. Broke, busted, and disgusted. I've seen those kinds of times. Times. You know, I'm so grateful that God gave me a companion uh, like Jane to um, go through those times with. And oh, my God, I wouldn't trade the memories of going through those uh, for anything. You know, the passion um, and love, being in love um, is so amazing when you're poor. <laughs> oh, it's much better to enjoy when you have uh, a little money. But the, the passion of life and the love of life and the making love in life to that special someone is so much more uh, intense when you're poor. That's why I think poor people have so many children, <laughs> because it's the, the passion of enjoying, um, you know, the individual company. That's all, that's what you have, that's who you have, that's what you have, is that company. And you make the best of it because that is what you have. You don't have any money, you don't have a whole lot of food, you may not have enough food to keep your strength up to love the one you're with. You know, it's so much more intense as I recall when Jane and I were just, you know, living from hand to mouth. Our love was so much in, so much more intense. And Americans, um, the passion of the civil rights struggle was so much more intense then than this chicanery that you see occurring now. And, and the, the attempt to steal the valor, as I say it. Of those who actually paid the price for us to enjoy the chicanery and uh, putting up fronts the way we put up now. No, you have not seen. you, You don't know. You don't know what it's like. Until you actually know what it's like, and, and and for the young people trying to reenact the civil rights struggle of the 60s, the 50s, and 60s, let me tell you something. You will never know what it's like. America will never be that way again. You will never know what it's like. You can only perpetrate some kind of fraud on those who think you know what you're talking about when you don't. If you are 30 years old in this, if you are less, if you are not 35 plus years old in this country, you may not have a clue of what you're talking about as far as race is concerned. Oh, you may know your stuff as far as business and all that's concerned, but if you're not 35 plus years old in this country right now, you may not have a clue. I'm not saying that you don't, I'm just saying you may not have a real clue of what's going on when it comes to race in this country. You don't know what it is to have racial uh situations. Tension in this country. There's not a mailman uh in you know, I'm I'm able um to look out over uh, the city streets from where I, I do the show. And I was thinking, I saw um my mailman coming uh, I have two male men. They alternate one's a black woman, one's a black man. Uh, my neighborhood uh, predominantly is white. Um, when I was growing up, although I have black neighbors, of course, and I have Mexican neighbors. you know, I have, It's a multi-ethnic neighborhood, but it's predominantly white. Southern whites. Old southern whites. <laughs> And my my male men are are black. My male carriers, male women, male woman, male carrier are black. But I was thinking about racial tension. And quite frankly, there is none. Not in my neighborhood. Uh, I walk up and down the streets of my neighborhood and all around in my neighborhood and jog through it and all kind of stuff in my neighborhood. Hello, Mrs. Johnson. Hello, Mr. Jones, whatever. Hey, CL, what's happening? Yada, yada, yada. Uh-uh. You know where racial tension exists? On the television. In your handheld device. That's where it is. I mean, it's not in your neighborhood. It's not, it's not in uh, the Walmart. It's not the car dealership. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, no, it's not. It's not there. It's not at the car dealership, it's not at the Walmart. Racial tension is just not there. I don't know. I don't know where, you know. It I do know where it exists. It exists on the television. It exists in your handheld devices. That's where it exists. It also exists in the hearts of um People who just go too doggone far in dealing with other people and wind up killing them. It exists in the hearts of rabbis, priests, preachers, police officers, doctors, uh, entertainers. Uh, You know, it, it does exist. But it is not en masse like the news media would want you to believe. Racism, of course, racism exists. All of us in our own way uh, have exemplified racist tendencies consciously or subconsciously. All of us have done it. Subconsciously, um, quite frankly, growing up, even though uh, my father was very light-skinned, dang near white, as um, uh, some would say. But um, quite frankly... Uh, two boxers boxing one white, one black I'm growing up I definitely want the black guy to win <laughs> that is a uh, I mean, I don't know him from anybody I don't know him any better than I knew the white guy all I know is that um, subconsciously, consciously, whatever we all exhibit racist tendencies all of us do it's just natural thing you may be toward favoring your own skin color or favoring someone who you know, has the same type of hair, hair that, that you do, you know. You know you, you know, you may have a tan the way you have one or you all may be the same color of shade of black or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. We all exemplify tendencies like that. All of us do, consciously or subconsciously. You can't get around that. But what you can get around is purposely wanting to use that as a tool to divide, it happens naturally anyway. I'm CL. I'll be back uh, in just a few minutes with more of the CL Brian Show. Don't go anywhere. And just a minute. C.L. back with you on this great day in the U.S.A. Thank you so much for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant show. Well, friends, um, a lot of things you should not yield to and buy into. But there are some things that you have to buy into because they're slapping you in the face and they're very, very real. One of those things is the way that uh, business is going to be done in Washington, D.C. from this point on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the massive vendetta has gone out, and um, I don't think that we'll be able to do business uh, as usual uh, from this point on, which is good and bad, because even when um, Ted Kennedy, Tip O'Neill, and you know people like that um, were in the— legislature and reagan was in the white house things still got done people still talk to one another things still got done are you hearing me but now you're not having that you're not having the the same type of um business getting done you have a lot of foolishness uh coming about and a lot of things that are not getting done You take like the stimulus um, package. The president wants to do a stimulus package. And to all of you who listen to other outlets and uh, you just tune me in because uh, you just want to disagree with me, that's fine. But at least you hear this. The president does want to do a stimulus package. But if he gets that cooperation to do that with Nancy Pelosi's help, She then sees herself as helping him um, and not helping the American people. Are you hearing me? That's the way she sees it. And she would rather be damned. (laughs) Uh, Hey, are you hearing me? The, the, The stimulus talks... For America, you, Americans, they're on the brink of collapse after, um, you know, very raucous discussions. And it's raucous because the Democrats just want to spend a whole bunch of money in order to just help you. I mean, you know, it's not just giving you the money in the stimulus. They want to include a whole lot of other things that have nothing to do with you. Into this, and the Republicans are holding, trying anyway, to hold the line on that. The president today is Friday, has said that if in fact something uh, had not gotten done, he then will take action himself. Now, be mindful of this. Once he takes the action himself, if he has to, be mindful of this. The Democrats are going to raise all kinds of uh, Hades talking about how he is abusing his power. No, I think they are abusing theirs. Because what's the only reason? Give me a reason why they're not doing their jobs up there. It's because they don't have to. You're, you're allowing them to get away with theft, They're stealing from you, America. Listen, you pay these people to do a job. You pay them to do a job. And when they are not doing the job, just like anybody else that you bring to your home, you bring into your business, wherever, you hire somebody to do a job. I'm talking about even the the person who's preparing the hamburger for you. You order it, uh, you know, a, a extra pickle, extra, uh, you know, tomato, uh, you know. You order it like that, and and you don't get it like that. They stole from you. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. I'm serious. I'm serious. That's the way I look at it. They just took my money. I, I leave the drive drive through. I get home, and this burger, or whatever, uh, is not what I ordered. I, I was I was they stole from me. And and Americans, all that's been going on here in the last uh, three, well, four years, really, because Trump started telling us this before he became president, is that we were being ripped off. That's what we were being. To- we were being told that we were, you're being ripped off. And and, and lo and behold, he becomes president. He makes uh, moves that makes the country prosperous because we're dealing head on with people who were ripping us off. And because the volume of ripoff uh, began to be toned down, the volume of our prosperity began to go up. He said it would. And it does. That's that's the conservative way to do. It. That's the fiscal conservative way to do it. Now, we spent more money than Bernie Sanders could have possibly dreamed of on this coronavirus thing. But before this hit. Oh, hey, that uh, we'll talk about waltz. Fred Astaire waltz into back into the White House. Donald Trump was going to do just that. And there's no reason for him not to now, because where we are, as much as the Democrats would want you to believe a lie. But as as much as they want you to think that somehow this coronavirus is his fault. No, it's not. It's no fault of his own. And he handled it as good as anybody could handle it. You know what? It's easy for somebody to sit back and say, well, he could have done, you know, Nancy Pelosi could have joined with the president instead of going down to Chinatown trying to mock the president when he said that this virus was indeed coming out of China and it was a China virus. She went down to Chinatown and in, in D.C. and mocked the president. And and now they want to make you think that it was his fault. No, they mocked him. When he told all of us what the deal was, they mocked him. And then the, 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 the chameleon type of thing that they're able to do, and you let them you let them get away with it, is that once they stop mocking and realize that they are wrong they then tried to blame the person who they were mocking for the calamity that they caused haven't you seen how they operate uh, they were the ones colluding with the russians trump never colluded with any russians they did They, they were. They bought and paid for things that reeked of collusion with the Russians. They did. They have this chameleon like ability to just look like anything they want to look like. And you know what? You let them get away with it. You let them get away with it. It It's just amazing. They can come and tell you anything. And you let them just get away with it. It's ending, Democrats. That is coming to an end. America is beginning to wake up. Up from a long, long slumber and sleep. America's waking up. America is waking up from a long slumber and sleep. And there's going to be a price to pay. Yeah. Now, the price that we're not going to see for, and then again, we may see it sooner than later. And that's the price we're going to see with our kids having been out of school a full year. Yeah, kids being out of school a full year. They went to school, what? Um, from August until January. Then February, well, no, August until February. Well, school was out early, I guess, a couple of months early. I don't know how they're going to do that, but the kids are going to be the collateral damage in all of this. Now Cuomo has cleared New York schools statewide to open carefully. Uh, U.S. schools face um, billions in bills to shield. Um, kids from pandemic I am not against uh, taking every measure that we can take to make sure that our children are safe I'm I'm not against that but uh, is it necessary to take extraordinary measures in seeing how it is that children are least likely to get this virus they're least likely to not saying they can't but they're least likely to in other countries um, I don't know what it, if they're taking any extraordinary marriages I haven't heard that they are so my concern and yours should be too America and, and, and the Democrats put it in your face every chance they get Every chance they get, the Democrats put this in your face. Never let a crisis go to waste. And I declare they're not letting one go to waste. They're not letting a crisis go to waste. They are getting as much hay out of this crisis as they possibly can. And they broaden it. They make it bigger than it is. I think they actually make the crisis bigger than it is. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But I'm saying. And we're so easily frightened and easily led That um, really, we can be told just about anything. We can be told, listen, you got to stay home and not even go to your job. You can't do anything. We're going to send you money. And we we bite on that. You you do realize that we were just told to go and stay home. Your bosses were just told to stay home. Everything was just told to shut down. Do you realize how easy that was? I do remember being being so perplexed by it. Yeah, it was a bad time uh, in in my life. Um, I just just lost my wife, and I uh, was making arrangements to um, have her bring bring her remains back and have her memorial service in my in our uh, adopt in our hometown, in my hometown, in our hometown for many many years. Shreveport, Louisiana. Those plans were shut completely a down. So, had to deal with my children, their grief, and had to deal with uh, my own personal grief and not knowing now what to do. Except And this is the saddest part about it. What I was told to do. I did not know what to do. Except what I was told to do. Oh, my friends, I got to tell you something. That is not a good position to be in. No, 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 no. That is not a good position to be in. A position where you don't know what to do except what you are told to do. And Americans, that's where they had us. That's where they have us. You are told to stay home. You're told to wear a mask. You're told uh, that you can't come into this place unless you have a mask on. You are told that the numbers that you are given as far as the deaths uh, from coronavirus uh, are accurate? We're, uh, how, do you, how do we know that they are? How do we know uh, what deaths are included in that? How many uh, elderly people in the course of a year die from um, the flu anyway, getting it from one of their family members? I, I, how many how many do that how many do die a year just from that is it more than 170,000 i don't know how many people die in hospitals a year before coronavirus was it more than 170,000 huh i mean what what do people die of flu do people die of colds uh, or, or, or appendicitis attacks, uh, people dying from that now. Uh, is that counted as COVID 19 related? That's why I say to you uh, that I, I think uh, Herman died with COVID 19, but he didn't die from COVID 19. No, 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 no. I don't think so. He may have had it. But I don't think that um, he died from it. Yeah. I think um died from a ventilator. That's me talking. There's nobody else, just me. Um, like everything else, you fight it off, you go on, or you don't. The old folks were tough. <laughs> My uh, dad would talk about uh, Friday and Saturday nights down in Grand Bow- Bayou, Louisiana, and on down in Clucherville, Louisiana. My um, father would say that um, there would be guys down there almost every weekend get cut up and mm, stabbed up and all kind of things. And they'd go home, uh, mend and heal that week and be back out mm, looking to get cut and slashed up. In other words, what I'm saying is people were tough back then. They were tough. No, we have a nation of almost absolute pansies now. Not saying that we need to go back to a time where people getting beat up and cut up and everything. But I'm just saying people had a different toughness about them than they do now. It's a metrosexual America. And if that's a metrosexual America, you uh, sure as heck know what France and Italy must be like. Yeah. And um, is that new normal? I almost hate to say it because it's not going to be for me but I know that this is the words that they have put into your minds, and they have defined it as new normal. I'm going to push against it. I like the, um, the framework that my normal, your normal, has been used to before this all occurred. Let's get back to that. You know that we can. I'm CL. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving
0: So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside
1: stand up for america then americans stand up stand up stand up god bless you god bless america i do the best i can always in the helping hand and for the flag i stand cl back with you on this great day in the USA. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Hey, it's it's a great day in the USA. All because of people like you who have uh, high hopes of where we can be in just a month or so. But I tell you, um, you lose this president you lose the house or, or you, you don't regain the house and uh, for some reason you slip in the senate um hey the consequences to America uh, is unfathomable hard to fathom I just tweeted that out not long ago <clears throat> with um uh, pitch portrait a picture of um, Herman, Corinne, Corinne Rankin, and uh, myself uh, there with Herman. That's a few weeks before, about a month before he got um, diagnosed. Uh, Going to miss Herman really, really bad. I'm uh, just reflecting on that because he was a barometer. Yeah, he was. He was a barometer in many ways. He was. And you uh, don't miss things like that until they are gone. There's no need to miss them because you have them. You see? And Herman, we had. And we didn't anticipate, did not think about him going away. And, you know, when I look back on um, even uh, in the final months of my wife's life with me uh, here on this earth, you just don't anticipate i mean hey, i mean you don't anticipate them not being with you you don't anticipate that even even though the inevitability of that looks you in the face but somehow the hope gives helps you to live even in the face of despair the hope helps you to live and Sometimes we don't put it in its perspective. Sometimes we are unreasonable in our expectations of life. Very unreasonable in our expectations. Sure. I'm a man of faith. Sure. I believe that what I ask, uh, and I shall receive of God, but, uh, what I, uh, and what we as, uh, people of faith and Christians, uh, sometimes misjudge and, and, and don't come to properly is the fact that God has a, uh, plan as well. He has a, uh, for our lives as well, a reason, a purpose for our lives as well. But we began to look at him through our words and our prayers and as a cosmic gumball machine where we put in our little two cent as far as our prayer is concerned and our hopes and our desires are concerned. We throw those in. Knowing and, and and that that, that somehow we won't get out the the type of blue gumball, a red gumball, uh, that we want from that cosmic gumball dispenser, God. Not realizing that uh, he has a purpose for our lives too. That uh, and friends, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, sometimes people, places, things in your life change by necessity of them going forward and you going forward. When we look at those that we have lost, like Herman, like, of course, my wife, it is beginning to dawn on me that they had a mission here, and, and, and Jane's of course was to uh, get me prepared for what was ahead of me and and she did that she did that she did that she stayed right there with me she didn't uh, she didn 't um abandon the mission she sometimes <laughs> she sometimes abandoned what i was doing but uh she didn't never she never abandoned the mission yeah she was always there. And so, friends, many times it is looking back on it, the people that we lose in life, they have accomplished the mission that they were designed to accomplish. And they go and enjoy as I understand it, an existence that is beyond any comprehension in our human thought. The things that we want to enjoy, the things that we can enjoy, uh, <clears throat> they enjoy them in uh, multiples and multiples multiples. Uh, thrills and uh, joy and excitement than we can possibly imagine. They actually know what the color purple is all about because they see it in its truest nature. And so they have a mission here. You have a mission. You have a purpose on this earth. And the saddest thing is when people fail to identify, fail to see, fail to accomplish or even start down the road on their mission. Hmm, hmm. Oh, friends. Time. Marches on and it doesn't wait, it doesn't stop, it doesn't wait for anybody. And either you are in that flow of time. Living your life. Not shutting. Doors to possibilities. And that's what so many people do when they fail to hear the other sides of arguments. Yeah, you shut doors to possibilities. You see, the greatest possibilities comes when there are two sides to deal with and two sides to actually explore. And two foundations to build upon. Yeah. That is when true uh, expansion and progress is made when both sides are talking. Not when just one side is talking to itself and saying to the rest of America, speak to the hand no when both sides are talking and right now you have a speaker of the house that does not in any way want to talk she only wants to be heard but she doesn't want to talk she just wants to be heard And, and friends what I am saying to you this is counterproductive yeah and sure everybody wants to be heard but hey you got to hear somebody talk get to hear what they're saying and why they're saying it and you got to you, you just can't say no 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 you must listen we must listen to one another because I'm telling you something uh do you politicians up there and I do believe with all my heart that Donald John Trump is fixing to get a, another term uh, in office, another four years in office. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that uh, Joe Biden uh, is, is just just not uh, uh, hes going to be able to carry the water. He's not going to be able to do it. Uh, I, it has been said we're going to talk a little bit about this on the other side of the break about Joe uh, having had an aneurysm. Now, I know, I've known people who have had aneurysms and, uh, you know, went on to live their normal lives and so forth, but there was always something that was a little different about them. was always something that was a little different about them in their um, demeanor. There was always something a little different. It could be, you know, mild. It could be pronounced. But there was always something different. And Joe has always been fiery. Heck, he's Irish. He's an Irishman. So uh, we understand the fiery, the fiery there. We understand that. We can get that. I mean, that's that's what we like about our politicians, the fiery. We like that. But Joe, uh, you have to be able to gauge that. You have to be able to temper that fiery at, at the right time. You can't uh, just uh, tell people to go jump in a lake. Uh, You know, come on, man. You you just can't uh, go there, Joe. You have to know how to gauge that. And I'm mighty afraid that one of the things that has changed in you, Joe, since you had that uh, thing, that aneurysm, several years ago where you were hanging on. Um... I think you uh, have a very short fuse, and you don't know how to govern it anymore. And note to Trump campaign. Put in something that will needle Joe. Put in something that the president can say that will needle Joe. Because I think Joe is right on the brink at most times of losing it. So note to speech writers or uh, that um, may be writing or uh, coaching the president. Put in a few things that the president can say from the outset that will just turn Joe's face beat red and you will have him at your beck and call as far as his emotions are concerned the rest of the night. Now, be, be careful not to let them play that game on you. There's very little that they can do with you because of your track record, Mr. President. You have had a stellar first year. Except for this, it is truly one, it'll go down the history books anyway. You know, nobody's had a run like you had three and a half years. And then you handle this coronavirus thing and we're about to come out of it. And hopefully we'll have that V recovery like we were talking about. Well, I'm CL. This is The CL Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the show, download free the CL Bryant Show app and come along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation. I'll be back after the top of the news hour with more of The CL Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere.
0: This room mm-hmm.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Everybody throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America, America. And um, you know what, folks? Um, It is a great day. Regardless of what is going on here right now is not not so good for us Americans but I tell you what I'd rather be facing the trials of global troubles right here in my home America even here in my own hometown of Shreveport Louisiana even though i I'd, I'd love to be out on the road shaking hands and talking to my friends and and all of our uh, freedom works activists out there uh i'd love to be doing that I'd love to be out there with you but if i have to face something uh regardless i don't care i just I'll face it right here in my own familiar ground here in Shreveport yeah until i'm able to get out and go somewhere and do something i mean i i mean i i have a i have a um an acquaintance and 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 a friend uh a friend who um has a a place you know in i won't say where but it's it's in hawaii in, in hawaii really nice and do you realize that um Except for this pandemic, I could be doing this show right now. Or not not right now, but in a week um, from there. Yeah. Invited to come. Invited me to come on down. only thing I needed was my plane ticket and as many sky miles as I got. Are you kidding me? I'm there. (laughs) I am there. So, uh, but, but pandemic, coronavirus, you can't live your life. You can't enjoy things. You can't bounce back. You can't bounce back. And so... That's a part of the the process that uh, we must take into account of and the effect that it has on all of us psychologically. And it is untold because kids, uh, you know, haven't gotten to a point where they can express themselves and in, in um, ways that we truly understand them, not our eight, 910 year olds. I mean, they, you know, they're still, uh, I, I, they do much better than we did when we were 8, 9, and 10-year-olds. And um, in fact, um, the kids today, if you put, you take just about the average, I mean, any, the average, the average 8, 9, or 10-year-old, and you stick them back in my classroom back in the 60s. <laughs> man, they, they would be super, they would. Gee, they'd be super men and women and girls. Just the average kid today back then would be, uh, my God. Their understanding of things would be, um, but I tell you what we had, though, that they don't have. We had common sense. <laughs> oh, they got a lot of book learning. They got a lot of smarts, uh, you know, techie smart and you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, but we had common sense we had we had uh, solid common sense and we had the understanding that you had to work for it oh you can have all the understanding of it you want and, and, and i mean of all the uh, knowledge of how uh, the world is put together and everything through technology you want but if you don't have the understanding Of that, you have to work for it, you're gonna be unhappy because it doesn't come to you. You have to work for it. That's why I I never, I never uh, disparage or talk down about anybody's wealth. Not the Oprah's, not the Bill Gates. uh, You know, no, 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 no. I never disparage anyone's wealth. I never uh, say that they don't deserve it. Uh, You know, not even the Paris Hilton's uh, and, you know, the Rockefeller heirs, the Kennedy heirs. I never somebody earned that for them or they earned it the right to keep it. Are you hearing me? You, when you have a lot, you've got to do a lot to keep it. When you have a lot, you've got to do a lot to keep it. One of the reasons I admire this president so is that he uh, actually gives his salary to a charity every month. Hey. You got to love it. And friends, when we think about um, what we're facing, when you're you're talking about insurers not covering workplace uh, COVID um, testing, coronavirus testing. This is a whole different area that we're about to move into because they're going to want testing now. You see, there's a whole new uh, revenue stream that has opened up. Testing. Testing is going to be perhaps uh, mandatory every two or three, you know, who knows, weeks. I don't know what. I don't know what. Because of the hysteria that's been created around this. But still, there are some questions that we have not answered. I want to know how many uh, nursing home victims die every year from the flu or whatever. Is this, I mean, how, how many? I want to know what numbers are actually included in those numbers. We don't know. We only know what they tell us. And they they tell us to stay home. They tell us to stay locked down. They tell us to wear these masks. But yet, uh, for the most part, and the truth is, life does go on, doesn't it? I think it does. In fact, I know it does. Mine did. There are times when you think it will absolutely end. It'll come crashing down, but it goes on. The only thing you have to do is keep living. Keep breathing, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life goes on. That's uh if you have never heard that and hey, I'm uh I know my pastor's not gonna approve this, but if you've never heard the Tupac uh song Life Goes On, um you know. Me, I certainly who made a huge switch in my young years to where I am now? But there are things that you know and you understand. Mm, yeah. Gallup poll has uh, revealed that 35% of Americans say they will not. Get the vaccine, even if there comes out a vaccine real soon. Now, um, I must say to you, I am not going to take either side of this, but I do understand what they are talking about. Uh, I know that those who are in a certain age range or uh, should i think take the vaccine especially if you have a um, compromised immune systems but what uh, strange thing about this to me is that this has not taken years and years to, of testing and you know people dying and you know you know having you know shivering fits who's <laughs> Anyone jumping in there right away is the guinea pig, although I'm sure they've tried it on guinea pigs, uh, you know, but I've never been one to volunteer like that. I get that may be coming from an army man's, um, being an army man's um, son. Yeah, I've never been one to just jump out there and volunteer. <laughs> yeah, you, you never know. So, That's where we are with that. They're not going to, the insurance companies don't want to, they're not going to want to pay for any of that testing. It's not going to be included. Now, you're about to have universal health care. Bernie Sanders um, is getting all of his stuff done and he didn't win or or anything. And and if you just want Bernie to be president, just go ahead and vote in, um, you know, get old Joe in there. And you'll be broke, busted, and disgusted. Yeah, you will. Uh, The pandemic has caused a boom in plastic surgery. Now, that um, is weird. But it tracks a 25-year-old actress in New York City, a self-described petite woman, Who's happy with her body overall, she'd always noticed a few areas that neither diet nor exercise could fix. Then the pandemic struck. Yeah, the pandemic struck and uh, in New York went into lockdown. I got a little chunky from eating so much sitting on the couch and watching Netflix, said Jocelyn who asked us not to use her real name for professional reasons. All right. Like much of the city, she spent almost three months with life on hold and afterward found herself not only heavier, but flush with cash as the restrictions eased. I wasn't able to spend as much money as I would have normally on eating out or shopping excessively, she said. As a result of her unhealthy weight and healthier bank balance, Jocelyn splurged on cosmetic surgery. Now I just may give some of y'all ideas, because some of y'all still uh, in there and you don't ain't nobody seeing you know how. You can go get a little something, something done. Nip and tuck. Jocelyn uh, splurged on cosmetic surgery as soon as she was able. In her case, it was an air sculpt treatment, a body contouring alternative to liposuction. I got it done on a Wednesday, filmed a commercial that same Friday, and right after went on a date because I looked freaking amazing. And darn sure wasn't going going to be the only person to see it. Look at that. Yeah, well, leave it to the women. (laughs) That's what I got to say. They'll find a way to turn that lemon into a lemonade. That's what she did. And, uh, you know, I've talked to um, a lot of people, not just women. I've talked to a lot of people who um, do find themselves, and actually, actually, that's exactly why uh, we may be paying folks too much doggone money here. You know what I'm saying? Because you find a lot of people who do find themselves, as she was, flush with cash. Now, I'm sure she, uh, uh, you know, had her job, but I'm sure she got that stimulus money, too, didn't she? I bet she did. I'm talking to a lot of people who find themselves with a little bit of extra money. You know what a lot of them are doing? They're, they're going off. Please. They're, they're spending it. Yeah, they're spending it in the economy. And, of course, like Jocelyn here, that's not a real name, they're going to get stuff tipped and tucked and nipped and tucked. Yeah. I ain't mad with them. I'm just telling you this has to come to an end. We cannot sustain this. It's it's a it feels good and oh man it and it's seductive and yeah, you know, oh man. I don't like it. I like to be able to know where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do. And I I like the, the structure and that's what makes the time when I'm playing so much fun is because I don't have to have a structure. I'm just playing. I'm out just letting the dust rip and run, just ripping and running in the sunshine and the shadows as well and splashing and through the water and, uh, that's when I play hard. You play, you play. But when it comes to the way I live my life, I like I like it structured. You know, yeah, I like I, I'm, I'm I like um, to be flexible. Yeah, structured flexibility. The flexibility has to be structured into it, so that you don't just go crazy with the flexibility. And the liberty in it. But when you play, you play hard, right? That's the way I do it. Play hard. And then you go back to work. America, we haven't been able to do that. That is the problem. Now, if we look at Donald Trump, the President of the United States, And Joe Biden. It appears that there are. (laughs) Polls. CNN is pointing it out. And we went on CNN's analyst is pointing it out that. um, The president who has been trailing. If you want to believe that. Joe Biden. For quite a long time. Um, is now within striking distance of Joe Biden, which means that he could be way ahead because he was going to beat Joe Biden anyway. I predict that in just a week, maybe two, you will be hearing... uh, Uh, talk again as we did you know a few months back of landslide 2020 we'll we'll be talking about that again now i'm going to tell you why here after the this brief um break joe biden is going to drive black folks to staying at home now if black folks come out and vote for uncle joe you will see in its reality you will see in its absolute reality people who um would prefer to vote for a party than to vote for the reality Of what that party represents. Which indicates. A thorough. Brainwashing. Because see if you had a candidate on the Democrat ticket that I liked and that actually had my values. My core values I'd vote for him. But the difference in me and them and you as, as I know many of you liberals listen to the show is that you won't vote for a candidate who actually has your own core values. You won't vote for them because they have an R in front of their name. That indicates a brainwashing, an emotional brainwashing. It's not your your reasoning that is not allowing you to do it. It's your emotions, which are deceitful at just about all times, <laughs> yeah, your emotions can be deceitful. Your heart can be deceitful at just about all times. Who can possibly know and fathom your emotions in your heart? No one can. That's why God gave you both the rationale two. We all back on this great day in the USA with you, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Planet, <laughs> pardon me. Um, via Red State Talk Radio, Red State Talk, the most listened to, the talk monster, the uh, most listened to talk platform in uh, the nation. I want to thank all of you for coming along with us daily uh, as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. 12.05 until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Daily. We're on every day. Uh, And you know what? I got to get old Scott Adams on the show. Got to get him on the show here real, real soon. Well, as I was saying, senior analyst for um, uh, CNN, uh, has Biden in trouble because if if CNN analysts are saying that Biden is, uh, is that Trump is in striking distance of Biden, then you know that uh, this is serious for them and they're needing to get out ahead of something otherwise they would stick to the narrative that they was wanting all of us to believe. And that is that Trump was trouncing Joe Biden was trouncing Donald Trump. That's that's the narrative that they wanted you to believe. But they they know that you are looking at this with your own lying eyes. And you are seeing what's happening. And, you know, doggone well on social media, anywhere you might want to look that what they are telling you can't possibly be so. Because if it were so, you would not have so many rabbit people out there supporting Donald John Trump and not so many enthusiastic people about Joe Biden. There is no enthusiasm when it comes to Joe. And uh, did, I, did I tell you? I told you that I was going to tell you this. When it comes to the black vote... The black folks, um, you don't have to hold your nose to come vote for Donald Trump. You don't have to. You vote for him because it may, because of it, it makes sense what he's done for his administration has done for black folks. His administration did for black folks what Obama's administration never thought of doing. And if they thought of it, never thought of doing it. If they thought about it, they put it on the sideline. They put it on the back burner. And even if they thought about it, they put it on the back burner. Yeah. Trump has done for black folks in this country what the Obama administration in eight years never did. Even if they thought of doing it, they put it on the back burner. That's how important black folks were to the Obama administration now I don't want to racialize that myself it's just a fact I'm not trying to say that Obama there was any racism involved at all it's just a fact of what was not done the why's doesn't matter it just wasn't done why did Trump do it huh It didn't behoove him at all, especially with the, he could have gotten away with not doing it. Do you know why? Because he's the person who's been painted as the racist. Why in the world would a racist do anything for historic black colleges? Why in the world? There's no way. No way. And these fools out there saying that, saying stupid stuff like that looking at things from only the prism of race and color the saddest animal on the face of the planet what um, what's that comedian's name can't remember her name she'd say oh no I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say that because I don't want anybody to do that There's too much of that kind of foolishness going on in this country right now where people are not satisfied with themselves listen to me You and I, all of us who are alive in this place right now, wherever you are uh, on this planet, on this little blue marble that sticks out in space that God created, wherever you are, hear me, please. If you are alive on planet Earth at this very moment, you need to know this. You and I have survived Up until this point, the absolute worst moments and times in our lives already. We've already survived the worst moments and times in our lives already. You will survive this too. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Live your life. As I told you, my father, I used to think this was the silliest thing I'd ever heard a man say. But I do understand that the, the older I get, I do understand exactly what the old man was saying. Son, you're going to live your life until you die. So live. That's what he said. You're going to live your life, son. You're going to live your life until you die. So Live. And 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 friends, that's what I'm setting about. That's what I've always set about to do. Uh, Jane and I, we, our our whole life together was an adventure. Our whole life together was an adventure. Even to the very last, it was an adventure. And so, um, I have no regrets whatsoever except for the fact that there are people who would not want you to live your life to the fullest but would want you to live your life with fear have you ever been afraid of getting uh, sick like this before Uh have you have any of you have any of us ever been afraid of being sick like uh we are afraid of this now i mean come flu season every year you know we take our precautions and everything i do understand that this is much worse than the uh, supposedly at least much worse than the, the flu i understand that but uh for the normal human being who is um and most of us when i talk to people in and around i still travel you know inadvertently around um um, maybe heading down to South Texas soon, but um, when 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 I travel around, I I, I have no um, fear. I have no concerns. People don't seem to be, you know, they all think that maybe they've already had it. You know, I I don't know, which means that everybody will be a, um, what do you call it, uh, symptomatic. You got it, but you don't have it. You know, you have no symptoms of it. I think that's basically the way it is with all of us with cancer and the cold virus and everything else. We got it, but you know, it'll only break out when your body's weak at some point for it to happen, right? Yeah. That's the way that works. So, um, Trump is within striking distance, according to CNN polls, of Joe Biden, which means that um, Trump is ahead of Joe Biden. It also means that Uh, CNN is scared to death. That's what that means. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan, good buddy of mine, uh, Representative Jordan from Ohio says, um, go big for Trump. Ohio will go big for Trump. Uh, Jim is somebody who has his finger on the pulse of Ohio. And I tell you something. uh, Of course, uh, I, I... I'm beginning to believe that the magic elixir, the magic spell that um, had been put on Americans by the the news media is being cracked. It's being shattered. It's being broken. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think it is. And... um, you should be glad, because I don't know if I, I'm able to watch people. I'm able to 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 you know observe people. In fact, that's part of my work for Freedom Works. As part of my work for what I do as well is to observe and then give my opinion. Uh, so for consultation on on that, you know, social commentary. That's what I've been doing for years and years and years as a pastor. Um, that's, what that's what pastors do. Pastors are simply giving social commentary according to Scripture. That's what, you, that's what you're doing, Pastor. You, you're, you're, you're making sure that you're contemporary with your message, and the only way that you can be contemporary with your message is to give social commentary through Scripture, It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why it is. That's why Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's because uh, you have to be. He's contemporary, regardless of where you you live or or, or what year you may be in. The year twenty twenty. And the reason I'm so glad that this president is uh, such a champion for black people. is is because we are in the year twenty twenty and it's time to try something different and it's it's time to be able to uh, be awakened to the fact that we have choices other than the democrat party black folks you you have you've always had more choices than that. But for some reason, you were convinced that you had to vote this way because, you know, that's what what pastors say. Grandma didn't vote that way. If you're my age, your grandmother didn't vote that way. If she voted at all, she didn't vote Democrat. She voted Republican if she could. Yeah. Uh, Miss Jarrett. Oh, I can't remember Miss Jarrett's first name. Oh, what her name was, we called her Sister Jared. She was something like um, 103, 104 years old. But she was Republican. She was 103, 104. She was 103 years old 50 years ago. Yeah, she was 103 years old 50 years ago because I think I was something like 14 when she died. So she would uh, be 153 years old if she was alive today, which means that she was born right after slavery. I knew her. My mom used to pick her up for church. And uh, Miss Jarrett. Oh, was it Ella? I almost called her name then. Oh, man, I almost called her name. Um But yeah, Miss Jarrett, she was so neat. Um, Old, you know, she had that sort of old folks uh, lip thing going on. But uh, (laughs) I'm not laughing at her. I'm just laughing at the memory of what I was like when I was a kid watching her. But um, (laughs) but just (laughs) but hey, believe me, buddy you're going to get old one of these days I'm telling you yeah but she was neat she was so neat but she was born right after slavery she was a republican and to talk to her you'll find out because she was eons older than my mother you'll find out that um most black people all black people were republicans and why tell me young people because it was the republicans who freed the slaves. No, it wasn't uh, the Democrats. Lincoln was not a Democrat. Young people believe that he must be because there's no way they can bring themselves to believe that a Republican would possibly help black folks. That is the brainwashing. That's the lie. That's the distortion that the Democrat Party has made. Ask. a. De- I, I. I tell you what. Take the test. Take the test. Ask a Democrat publicly. Which party freed the slaves? Ask them publicly. See what kind of filibustering and gerrymandering you get. Ask the Democrats publicly what. What party was Abraham Lincoln a part of? Ask the Democrats publicly. Would the civil rights bills of 64 and 65 even. Would they have even passed if it had not been for Republicans? Ask them, ask them publicly. Ask them publicly they will not answer you no they won't they, i'm telling you they won't they will not answer you because they would have to go against their own narrative as to what they've been telling everybody they have lied to themselves and everybody else They have lied in such a way that they actually believe their own lie. They believe their own lie. And so, my friends, what can you do when someone has so utterly, completely deceived themselves? Hmm? What do you do then? When someone so utterly and completely deceives themselves. That's what the Democrats have done. And they have deceived legions of you into thinking that somehow America is an evil place, that Donald Trump is evil, that we elected a, a racist for the president and, and all this kind of thing. It, 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 the strangest thing is they even try to label Donald Trump as an anti-Semite when his son-in-law is Jewish and his grandchildren are, are uh, two, I think it's two, of his grandchildren are Jewish. His daughter, Ivanka, has converted to Judaism with her husband how, how is it possible that you are going to Im- b- believe in any way that this president is an anti-Semite how, how would you believe in any way that I a former NAACP president Big time Afrocentric, even in my ways that I am now. I'm very Afrocentric. How would I betray my ancestors by supporting a racist? And, and, and so you, you say, well, yeah, I don't know any I don't. I don't know any better? Are you kidding me? Let me talk to you about that when we return. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Don't you go anywhere. We're going to close it out strong here because this is the conversation that needs to be had. You thought I was worth saving.
0: So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I
1: stand up for america then americans stand up stand up stand up god bless you god bless america i do the best i can always in the heaven and, and for the flag i stay c.l back with you home stretch of the c.l bryant show today Throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, looking forward to reelecting, I am seeing uh, the president re-elected because anything other than that would be absolute folly. Absolute folly. And I am told all the time that I don't know what I'm talking about. Somehow it's self-loathing. That I would support a racist president in you. And see, this is the thing that really burns and chaps my hide when especially uh, liberals and black liberals in particular say this to me. How how could you possibly su- support or, or, or support a, a man who is a racist, according to you? Who stands with Al Sharpton and Louis Farrakhan and Joe Biden, according to you. And then even even if you were making a valid accusation, you would have to go beyond what's reasonable to assume that I would even consider doing anything like that. You are actually saying to me that you think I'm a fool. That's what you're saying to me, that I don't have the right judgment to even make a decision on who is a racist. And and, and I have lived through the civil rights era and and I don't know what a racist is. And and you're some 35, 40 year old person speaking to me like this. And, and you're telling me that I don't know what a racist is. <laughs> you, better, you better ask somebody and you better ask me. <laughs> you better ask me. I have been called the N word by uh, old white men who knew how to make a black man feel that in his soul. Don't you, don't you try that with me. No, and and nobody else who uh, has paid the dues that we have paid to be who we are in this country. Shoot, you you think that everybody should think the same, look the same, walk the same, act the same? You and your twin brother are not like that. Why the heck would you want me to be like that? Huh? You and your twin brother can actually go and do different things all together. Doesn't make you any less kin. In fact, I have known uh, brothers like that. I've known the identical twins who were night and day different. They were alike in so many ways, but they were night and day different. Joey Bell and um, Terry Bell, would, I knew them since they were born, but they were very, very different guys. Yeah. Very different guys. I've known twi- my, my, uh, and I have aunts who are twins and, um, ain't Essie and ain't Lessie. God, rest, the soul of ain't Lessie. I'm glad she, in fact, she and Jane and all, all of them are, Betty, all of them having a El Nola. They all having a, oh man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> you know, it's getting to a point, um, in some cases, that's about 50-50 for me now. I know just about as many people over there as I know over here. They say you're really beginning to get old when you are down to about um, 20, 80-20 <laughs> or 20-80. You know fewer people here you know than you know over there. You know more people over there than you know here. Not quite there yet, but um, I can sure name a whole bunch of them who've gone on before me who must be enjoying an incredible existence. I pray God. Yeah. Now, listen. Do you think that uh, you liberals out there, you black liberals in particular, do you think I'm crazy? Hmm? Or do you think that uh, everybody's sold out but you? Hmm? Or do you even see yourself as possibly even having sold out? Oh, Al Sharpton is definitely sold out. Oh, you think he hasn't because somehow he gives you the impression that he is down with the cause, right? That's the impression that he gives you, right? That he's down with the cause, Al sold out years ago. So did Jesse sold out years ago. Now it's guys like me who take the flack from black folks for saying something different. It's us who have not sold out. It's us who are still in the fight. We hadn't been paid uh, to just say what they want us to say. No, they listen, wherever I go speak, If I get paid, I get paid to say what's on my mind. That's the American way. I get paid to share what's on my mind with people who would like to say what I'm saying in the fashion that I say it, but can't. And so they come to hear me do it. And I do that. That's exactly why people go to concerts or basketball games or sports arenas uh, or football fields because you're actually going to uh, see someone, you actually actually pay someone to do what you can't do. That's the only reason I, man, look here. That's the only reason I went to see Al Green, Johnny Taylor, Jane Brown, you know. The only reason I went to see Prince, you know, uh, Eric Clapton. You know, B.B. King, because they could do something I couldn't. They, they could do it good. They do it well. They expressed what I would love to express. But I couldn't. So I went to pay. I went and paid to see them do it. So I could enjoy, I could enjoy it w- w- through them. I can enjoy it for myself through them. Every time. I don't know what it is. In fact, it was, once was the theme of my show both television and radio. Thrill is gone. I don't know what it is about the chords of that song. I'm talking about B.B. King. Well, you know, whoever plays the chords, but B.B. King, the old B.B. now. The old B.B. The the original Thrill is Gone. When B.B. first did Thrill is Gone, it was just something about that song that moved me. When I was young, first heard it when I was young, real young, moved me toward the blues, moved me toward being a blues lover. I love the blues. But then I heard, um, you know, Bird Parker play sax. Oh, my God, it moved me toward jazz. And then, oh, my God, I got to tell you something. I actually got a chance to see Louis Armstrong play trumpet. And um, it was, (laughs) for me, it was surreal because I did play trumpet at one time. Now, folks, it all boils down to who are you going to believe the media or your lying eyes? You know that this pandemic was not Donald Tron Trump's fault. You know that he did the very best that anyone, anyone could have possibly have done in the time frame that he did it. He did it as quickly as anyone could have done it. He did it quicker than Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden would have because they were not taking it seriously when Trump was. They weren't. It's it's documented. Don't let them be chameleons like they have been all these years. Don't don't let them get away with being that way. Don't let them get away with throwing rocks and then hiding their own hands after they threw it. That's what they are good at doing. Everything that they have accused us of being, including deplorable. Are you hearing me? Including and accusing us of being deplorable, they have been that. There cannot be anything more deplorable, Americans, than trying to unseat a duly elected president, trying to undo the will of the American people. Why? Because someone in an elite state of mind and physical position did not like the outcome of the American vote. You can't be more deplorable and live in this nation and call yourself an American than to try to overturn the will of the American people. You can't be more deplorable than that. Everything that they have accused us of being, including deplorable, they have been. They have accused us, uh, the president, of uh, colluding with Russians. It was them. It was them. Accused the president of acting slowly on coronavirus. It was them. And because they uh, have bought and sold you emotionally so long, you are reluctant not to believe them. But believe me, it was them. It was them. Who have lied about this whole Russian collusion thing, lied about impeachment. If they've lied, and the way you know they've lied, if if any semblance of truth had been in what they had brought toward the president, he would not be president, about to be reelected as president. He would not be president. So everything they have thrown up against him has been a lie. And you're going to believe Joe Biden's the truth? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that bridge that I have in Arizona across the Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Be vigilant, the price of your liberty will be eternal vigilance, Americans. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to speak to you again, I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. And my heartfelt desire for each and every one of you is that God will bless and keep you all. Talk to you next time.
0: I'm just a on this road